best way to learn how to play this game is to play this game. Here's Kevin Latka. Guys, all I'm looking for is 60% effort, 4,000% of the time. And Kelly Garenstein. Oh, my God! Oh, good. I didn't want salmon! Woo! The Bears Nation Podcast. Yes! Training camp style. All right, Bears Nation podcast post game after a Bears win in the preseason. Yes, it's a it win. Does. I don't care if it's the preseason. Myself, Kevin Lapko, alongside the one and only Kellen Garenstein here on a late night Bears Nation podcast episode for the second night in a row. Bears win 27-11 against the Seahawks. They were actually underdogs in this game, and I took them on the money line. I said, look, the Bears, they're, they've got the depth, yeah, the hits principle, the Eberflus hustle. It's, it's working out, and I took them, and I got paid. So yeah, let's go. Did. Shout out to the Bears for giving me that money. Kellen is here with us. Kellen watched the game. I watched the game. We're going to give you guys our full feedback, a little bit of breakdown, and a little bit of a shorter episode. But a little post game, just preseason, nothing too crazy. But there were some things to point out. Uh, Kellen, you watched it, a little bit of it. Just um, your instant reaction, some things that stood out to you from the Bears win tonight. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I would just talk about how I feel like we're watching a team that's coached a little better than they have been in the past. And I think you can see them reacting off of that and just, you know, in general, playing better from top down. Um, it's pretty exciting, I think. You know, like we said, it's only preseason, but there were some things I saw that, like, kind of made me smile, you know, like like good for them type of stuff, you know. But I was pretty happy with that today. And that's all you're looking for is a couple of things that will make you smile, right? Yeah. Because previously we're just sitting there like – we're sitting there like this the whole time, like mopey, and we're like, man, yeah. what the hell are we watching? Like, that's the reality of what yeah. watching the Bears was for the past three years. And the reason why, you know, my friend texted me, he's like, how are we doing, right? Because he, he he works for the Yankees. He, the Yankees game was on. He had to, you know, work for them. He's like, how are we doing today? And I was like, look, I, I don't – like, the Bears might not be the greatest team this year, but they're going to be a fun team to watch. Like, that was my takeaway. Like, they're going to yeah. be a fun team. They hustle. They play hard. And – like these guys were flying around the field today, like yeah. defensively, offensively, like that is the one big takeaway. And Jake Hassan um, said, you know, the one thing he was looking for for this game was not a specific player, but how the guys were coached. And you can say what you want about it just being preseason. But if there's one thing that is evident in the preseason that will carry over to the regular season, it's how these guys are playing and their effort and the right. whole hits principles that Matt Eberflus has introduced, I think has you know, it, it's been evident in these first two games, more this game than the last one against the Chiefs. But it looks like, man, they're having fun out there. They're flying to the ball. And the other thing, too, Kellen, the Seahawks had 13 penalties for 92 yards. The Bears, two. Two penalties for 10 yards. They're a disciplined football team. Are you kind Absolutely. of seeing the same things I am when it comes to their effort and their discipline when they're playing? Absolutely. I, you know, the same, same kind of thing that I just said. Like, they, there were some things that really made me smile. But, like, yeah, just – Overall, like the effort, it just all seems a little bit better. Like I said, it just seems like a fun team to watch at this point. Absolutely is. Absolutely is. And it'll make it more enjoyable. Again, if they are a four-win team or if they're a five-win team, if we're in that low end uh, yeah. of that range that we kind of give them, at least it'll be fun football to watch. Let's talk first about Justin Fields in that first team offense in that first series. We'll start there. Um, saw some positive things, right? We did yep. a Cole Komet breakdown weeks ago, and we said there's there's a legitimate possibility this guy could be an improved tight end with 800 yards, and then we're, we're still yet uh, to see what he's going to do in the red zone. But that one play, right, the play action – well, there's two plays. Cole Komet, two receptions, 35 yards on the day. Um, one play, roll out, and he, it's the same drive concept we talked about at uh, – at um, I believe it's a drive concept, right? The drive concept we talked about. It's, um, it's similar to that. 
Yeah, because it was Mooney coming underneath, and then it was Kolkman over the top. It was similar to that, right? It was yeah. it was um, it was some of the things we saw when we were there at Family Fest together. And then it was Kolkman wide open. Justin Fields had all the time in the world because wow, I guess you can do a designed rollout with the guy. I guess that's yeah. a thing you can do. They did it. I really liked that. Did you like what they what you saw in that first series, moving the pocket lock, getting Justin Fields out there on the run? Yeah, no, that's what it should have been. And I, hopefully that's what it's always going to be. And obviously this is a blueprint that has worked for a lot of guys in the NFL, but there's so many things that you can do around that with an athletic quarterback. I think, you know, once Luke Getze comes into his own and they find out what they have as far as the offensive line, as far as the receivers go, there could be some fun things you see going on there. Let's talk about that play in the end zone there. I texted you about it because I couldn't really tell and they didn't show a replay of it. You're in the red zone. I don't know if they're in the red zone, but they were near it. And it was, again, another rollout. Justin Fields mm-hmm. had a lot of time. There was an absolute laser, absolute dart to the corner of the end zone. Tries to get it to Darna Mooney a little bit over his head. I think it grazed off the fingertips of Darna Mooney. And I texted you. I said, was that a was that a, a throw that he could have made, right? Because the defender was yeah. right in front of him and it seemed like it was a very hard throw to make. I think that's something that people are going to point out. You know, we know how the media takes this bear stuff and runs with yeah. it. They're going to take that and make it seem like Justin Fields had the worst preseason game in NFL history. Um, but not on that play specifically, if people know what I'm talking about, what, what was your kind of breakdown of that play right there? Yeah, I mean, I texted you that, you know, in the red zone, it has to be my guy gets it or no one gets it. And usually when we talk about that, it's in like this well-placed, perfect ball over the shoulder, like corner of the end zone type. Well, sometimes, you know, you're just trying to get points. It's the first drive of the game. You don't want to turn the ball over in the red zone, obviously. You're just trying to avoid right. mistakes at that point. And I think because it's preseason, they're probably in his in his headset and just all week, like, don't run. Like, if you and if you have to, if you've got to run, get down and slide. And I think he just, he had room to run on that play. So he just probably tried to make something happen because it was preseason with his arm and tried to wait it out. But I, I wouldn't take too much from it. It's still an accurate ball. Could it could have been? Have we seen him make throws like that that mm-hmm. they could be caught? Absolutely. But again, preseason, we know he can make that play. Yeah, absolutely. So Justin Fields again only played about seven snaps. I think he was five for seven, like thirty-eight yards or something. Okmet oh, had those two great plays. There was a screenplay uh, to Darnell Mooney. A couple yeah. of other things that stood out to me today. Vales Jones Jr. really, really impressed me. He dropped a, the first ball that he caught in the opening kickoff. He, he muffed it, and then he picked it back up. Um, so what didn't go down as a fumble, but he had another return. I think it was like a 50-yard return. He looked really, really fast. I saw that burst, and I was like, like, I I didn't – I didn't – I was thinking, I, I, I'll put it this way. I didn't think as much about his potential as returner this offseason. I think I should have. Like, we were talking about what he could do as receiver, and I think we kind of ignored or just didn't, you know, acknowledge it at the time that, like, his main value to this team, at least initially, could be as return. I think he might be really good at it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's what he was one of the best things at in college in the SEC, Correct. too, over there at Tennessee. So it is something we overlooked. Um, and, you know, we as Bears fans, obviously, we love having a good returner. You know, me and you grew up on it, so it's always going to be special for us. But that's yes. another thing I think I didn't say was the Bears special teams tonight was was pretty good, great. in my opinion. Yeah. Scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. They got the they took advantage of a muff pump by the Seahawks in the third quarter. Um, in, in the end, it got messy. I don't know if you if you turned it off in the fourth quarter there at the end, but it was uh, what was it? Tuggle. Uh, Dream uh, Demonte Tuggle. I think he actually went to Ohio University. Uh, ran into Dez Newsome and Dez Newsome muffed it. And again, that's not on Dez. He just ran into him. So things got sloppy in the end. But yeah, special teams was good. Trenton Gill yeah. continues to impress. The hang time and his punts are great. He's yes. getting the ball down Trenton inside the five. Yeah. Uh, and, and look, the Bears rookie class so far, like very, very impressive. And mm-hmm. you know, it was very interesting to me was after that first series, there was, you know, only a couple of starters taken out. 
three of those guys were, or four of those guys were Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney, Justin Fields, and the fourth one was Braxton Jones. Yeah. So that should tell you everything you need to know about how they, or what they project him to be. And I think you can safely say right now, Kellen, he's going to be the week one left tackle. Absolutely. hundred percent. Lock it in. Kellen's locking it in. We're going to lock it in here. A couple other guys to look good to me. You talked about a couple of weeks ago uh, at Family Fest, or I guess that was just about you know 10 days ago, that you said he might be a little bit of a sneaker pick to make the roster. And Simba Webster, I thought, looked really good. He had a nice 60-yard return, but he also made some nice plays. What did you see from in Simba Webster tonight? Did you like that? Yeah, man. I, I There was one play in the, in the beginning of the game, and uh, he kind of got caught right before he was about to score a touchdown. And I think like those are the plays that if you want to make an NFL roster, like you can't get stopped at the one, like you just got to fight your way in. And it's tough for him because he's small. That's just not his skill set. But outside of that, yeah, I thought he looked good. I mean, all in in camp um, at Family Fest and the day I went without you the week before that, I thought he was a solid football player. It was just it's just hard to find a spot for him on a special teams, especially since he's so small. You know what I mean? That's going to be his big, big problem. Big problem. And him and Daz, I think, are going to be fighting it out for maybe that last spot on the roster. And Daz had a couple of nice plays today, too. So yeah. uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that one. Who has the higher upside as the returner? Could be the kicker there is sort of the backup returner. Let's talk about a few other guys. And let's start with this guy. All right. You we did a whole this is one of our longer breakdown videos because we did it live. I think it was like an hour and a half. Dominique Robinson, especially mm-hmm. in that fourth quarter, was taking over. If you guys watched the last series of that game, and I guess you gotta watch like NFL Plus nowadays. Is that how you even access the I don't even know? Like anymore. I don't even know. Like, do they even have all twenty two footage anymore without having to subscribe? Like uh, game it, has they gone. Do, like, but it's not good. It's very bad. Yeah, it's been bad. So, but Dominique Robinson, man, and, and they were they were you know drooling over him on the broadcast. The broadcast was kind of annoying me at times. But yeah. uh, Luis Riddick was talking about him, and we've talked about him. This was your guy. You were so high on him the moment he was drafted, and he seems to be rising up the ranks, playing well again. He's going to need some development. He doesn't play a whole lot of edge yeah. in his career, a whole lot of defensive in his career. But boy, was he looking good out there! Yeah. You just, I think he's everything we thought he was going to be, right? Is a little bit raw, yes. but super athletic and a guy that should do really well against backup all linemen in the NFL. That doesn't necessarily mean he's ready to take this next step, but obviously this first year is going to be really critical for him to learn from obviously a guy like Robert Quinn, but just to understand how everything on that defensive line works because he's so new to the position and he's never played it to a level as close as he is right now, but he's going to be fun in the future. He's going to be really fun, man. You can just see that explosiveness. I mean, that was the number one thing we pointed out uh, when we were talking about it in the breakdown video was, man, he, he's explosive off the line. He's actually got a good amount of power, too. Like, yep. he's got power, and he can physically dominate guys. Like, we know his athleticism is going to be what's going to uh, make him stand out at that position, right? Because he's, mm-hmm. you know, a former prep school quarterback and a, and a wide receiver for a couple of years in Miami, Ohio. So we know the athleticism is there. But there's, like, legitimate strength and power evident as well. Absolutely. Like, it's not just, like, a Leonard Floyd type deal. I know he said he yeah. wants to model his game off of Leonard Floyd, but he's not just trying to use finesse and pure athleticism uh and is going to get manhandled by a bigger offensive lineman like he's going to go up to that guy and take him on uh, a few other guys that i thought looked good i, I actually thought al muhammad looked really good that's a guy that kind of has flown under the radar kind of an under the radar signing all of the offseason we heard the name at the beginning and then you haven't heard a lot about him wearing number 55 i was like man he, he looked really good to me did you see the same things that i saw with al muhammad yeah, no, I think he looked like that last week, too. I just think in general right now, he's just playing in a, so comfortable, you know, in, in a defense he's played with, his entire defensive staff almost, you know, he's he's played with last year and had a career with. So I think right now there's a comfortability with him as outside of just being a good player. But, no, I thought he looked good. And I told you 
after that first, you know, that first camp, I was like, this D line might shock people. They, they got some dudes on there that look like they're playing. You, you, you called it. And ever since you have said that, I've been watching these games with kind of a different uh, a lens, a different lens, right? I've been looking at these guys and I've been like, man, like Kellen sees something in these guys. And I was like, damn, I, I kind of do too. Like even Angelo Blackson up the middle had some yes. really nice plays that he had tipped ball. Uh, he had a really nice tackle for loss there. Like, yeah. I think you're right that that's a very, very underrated unit. And then it's like, we completely forget. I think we've talked about this before you and I have that like Robert Quinn's a top 10 edge rusher in the league right now. Like, right. I, I think he is, and it's hard right. to argue that when he had 19 or 19 and a half sacks last year. Like, how can you say he's not? Right. Um, so that's a very, very underrated unit. Defense looked really good today, allowing only three points until, you know, three minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then the Seahawks got the uh, the onside kick recovery. It almost looked like they're going to try to, you know, put and up And they called those three later. timeouts. At the, I saw them call three timeouts, like, on the QB Neals. Like, that was terrible terrible and, and the bears ended up running the ball and it's like i was like man if a guy got injured on one of those plays pete carroll should be banned from the nfl like yeah, dude, what are you ridiculous. doing dude like yeah. it's preseason it's game pre-season. two you're down 16 points you're taking timeouts yeah why are you what there's literally no reason to do that but again bears got that win anyone else uh stand out to i thought demarquis gates had a couple nice plays again the the free agent picker from the usfl who was previously undrafted by the Cleveland Browns. He's come in here and he's kind of an undersized guy, but he, he was making some plays. He looked fast. He looked, he looked fast. He looked quick. He looked athletic. Um, I liked what I saw from Demarcus Gates. But you know, anyone else stand out for you that you think could be, you know, sort of rising up the ranks here as final cuts approach? Um, as far as the bottom of the roster, I think it's tough to say. I would say that just watching Kyler Gordon tonight, I thought he looked pretty much the part. You know, I thought he played the part yes. pretty well. He looks like he's made for the business. That was good to see. Um, but I know that we're in the preseason and, and he had limited snaps and you probably want to hear about someone low on the roster, but that was our first look at him. And that was a pretty good look in my opinion. And Kyler Gordon, one play that stood out to me. I don't know if you saw this one. Uh, I don't know if he was on a, I think he might've been on a blitz and he's, he was, he, he played slot the whole game. I believe I'm yeah. pretty sure he was in the slot the whole game, which is very, very interesting, but he's coming off of a corner blitz and he's just chasing down who was at the time. Geno Smith was in the mm-hmm. game. Geno Smith's a pretty fast guy. You know, he's, yeah. he's not the fastest. He's yeah. He's still pretty spry. And Kyler Gordon, just zooming, just zooming over there. And I'm like, this, this is what I've been waiting to see. Because when you talk about like, we ask us, we say, you and I say, this is a fun team, right? This is a team that yeah. has a little bit of effort. That might be a little fun. Well, where does that come from? It comes from guys like Kyler Gordon, who are really, really athletic and really, really special uh, when it comes to their athletic abilities that are just going to make the game fun because they're going to make exciting plays like that. Yeah. And you really look across the roster, like, I see a very, very, very athletic roster. Like that's the number one thing that stands out to me is like they have been, they were very quick to every ball. They were very quick to every, the defense is very quick to every ball carrier. Like, and and obviously we know what the offense is from Like this could be, could this be one of the fastest offenses in the NFL? Like if you really broke it down, you have one of the fastest quarterbacks in the NFL you have an extremely fast receiving core as a whole. And Darna Mooney, Byron Pringle, Valus Jones Jr., Equinemius St. Brown. You got guys who are all in Symbol Webster, if it is, you know, a bunch of speedsters. Uh-huh. Dave Montgomery is fast. He's not the fastest, you know. Yeah. Could this be one of the faster offensive units in the NFL? I hope so. I hope so. I think if you get a lot out of those top three receivers, Valus Jones, Darnell Mooney, and Byron Pringle, if you get a lot out of them, like – you know, probably as much as they should get, then yeah, absolutely. I think you'd be one of the fastest. And Cole Komet is, as much as I diss on the pick, you know, he is kind of coming into his own now. You can tell he's becoming a bigger part of the offense and they're trying to find ways to get him the ball. And he's really good 
put the ball in space. Like with he just is. The ball in his hands and just running. Like he's got to be one of the best run after catch tight ends in the league. And it, and he did it today on a screen pass. He broke yep. a couple of tackles. Like talk about the ball in space. Well, no, talk about the ball when he's got the ball and there's eight defenders running. He's gonna find a way to get extra yards. Like yeah. that that that's what he's doing. And Kellen, I, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I tweeted something after the first quarter, and I do this because I'm reactionary, and this is just what I do. I tweet that's stuff, obviously. and then yeah. like a couple hours later, I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't have said that because I it was reactionary. I said, I I said something along the lines of, I freaking love Cole Komet. I'm all in now. I'm all I'm, I'm up Kelly. Look, and, and, and I'll always look. I'm always I've always been on your side. We've been on the same side yeah. as uh, on this the whole time about look, we thought that at that time there could have been better options to be selected at that point. Right. It doesn't mean we don't think Cole Komet can be a good tight end. We yeah. thought where he was drafted was too high. Yeah. Completely independent of what how we evaluate Cole Komet as a player. But like this is who he is. This is the situation we're in. It's, it's been two years now since then. I'm all in. I love the way he plays sure. because after that reception on that one play, that 30-yard reception or something, he, he it's a preseason game. And he goes off the sideline. He's like, let's go. Like He's yelling. He says, yeah, let's go. He's like, thing, you know, right? like, I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Give me that. Yeah. Like, give me that. They just yeah, seem like they're having more fun playing football this year. Like That's how I feel when I'm watching all of them. I wonder why. I yeah. wonder why. Right? Like, it's, it's not it, – it, when you have success, you have fun, but also just the way the way you operate on a day to day basis, like it, it makes you want to be in the building, or it makes you want to be a better football player when you have a competent coach, when you have a coach who's willing to help you develop. Like all of those things are are true, and we've been saying we've been we've been saying this is true for four years, and like I feel like no one believed us, but now they're starting to believe us because they see what it's like when you have somebody different, right? Well, they see what it's like when you have a competent coach who's going to develop the guys and you know make this. Uh, a more effort-filled football team, and that's what they are. So, again, Bears win 27-11. Final takeaways for you, Kellen, from tonight's win. Um, You know, I, I think this offense, we're still going to have to be a little bit patient with it. Uh, you know, I think there's going to be times where Justin, as a rookie, is going to over-rely on his athleticism. You know, we I think we all kind of know that. But as far as the game goes, I think he'll be fine. The Bears have a pretty deep roster we say that we're only as good as our weakest link. Well, the Bears' weakest links are pretty good. I mean, they just had the comeback last week, and then they were pretty strong tonight. Like, they might be – they're going to be pretty solid. Like, they're they're a deep football team. Now, the problem is is that there probably should be a drop-off from your ones to your twos if you're, a, you know, a solid football team at the top. But, I mean, we take the Bears for a 7-8 win team this year. We're not saying that if they make the playoffs, like Justin Field's a magician. That's what we're saying. That's just yeah. as simple as that. And, and, and Matt Eberth loses coach of the year, period. 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 You tell him, Kellen. You yeah. tell him. But I see the same things you see, man. The depth, they might have the best depth in the league. All yeah. right. You know, they're, yeah. they're manhandling people. Not not actually, but the depth, the depth has been encouraging. They were beating and them pretty good tonight, man. They were. Like they and this, and look, I again, the Lions in 2008 went 4-0 in the preseason and ended up going on with 16. Right. All right? So, you know, I'm not going to say that two wins makes them a playoff team. Two wins in the preseason makes them a playoff team. But I think you can kind of see that they're not – like so many people this offseason have put them in the same tier as the Seahawks and the Falcons and the Jets and the Giants and the Jets, mm-hmm. like the bottom feeders of the NFL. Yeah. I don't think the Bears are in the same tier as them. Even if they're just one tier above them, I don't think they're in that bottom feeder tier. And like yeah. – I think that was evident tonight. Like the way they carried themselves all game, how disciplined they were from first string to third string, just manhandling them all over the field, you know, imposing their will. It looked like a team that is not in the same tier as those, as those other teams. Would you agree? I agree. Yeah. And 
Yeah, it's just it's been like there are people in our TikTok comments, Kellen, who are saying that the Bears are an zero and seventeen team, like legitimately. And I'm right. like, like, no, like that's that's not the case. Yeah. I was gonna have you rank uh, five particular wide receivers, but we'll we'll save that for next time. I'll, I'll spare you. I'll spare you the heat on TikTok. I Kellen. appreciate you. Don't that. deserve it. You don't deserve it. Um, little quick episode for you guys. Appreciate you all, all tuning in here on a late night, ten fifty one on the Central Time and eleven fifty two now on the East Coast for our guy Kellen back at the Ohio State University, tearing it up for the Ohio State football club team, going crazy. O H I O, yes sir. Love to see it. Uh, I I will miss not being there. I have already started to feel a little bit yeah man jealous i'm gonna miss it when i leave too i saw people walking around campus it's like this is cool this is nice it's cool it's always a good feeling um and we're feeling good tonight if the bears win 27 to 11 it makes them 2 and 0 on the preseason they next take on the browns on i believe august 27th or something so a little bit of a longer break they got kind of screwed by having the thursday game after a saturday game but they'll be back and we'll be back Next week to talk about that game, myself, Kellen Lapko, alongside Kellen Garrison. Thanks for hopping on late, man. You know, go to the bar. It's Thursday night. It's Thursday, Thursday. You just had football <laughs> practice. You owe yourself a couple of drinks, my man. All right, we'll see you next All time. Right. Well, come on. Baby, don't you want to go? Well, come on.